Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners, helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. Welcome back to part two of this amazing interview series with my good friend and client, Dr. Linda Eno. If you missed part one, you're going to definitely want to listen to that. You can watch or listen to this one first and then go and listen to the episode right before this one for more about Linda, her story, her journey, and really what it's been like to be a multi-passionate visionary entrepreneur and succeed in so many different ways. Um, Today's episode is extra special because we're pulling back the curtains to give you the raw, the real, the down and dirty, the secrets that a lot of people just aren't willing to reveal what it takes to actually be successful in terms of the different types and styles of offers that she has tried along the journey and how she's been able to really figure out sales strategies that ultimately work for her and why it's been so critical to her success in making money with basically every single offer that she has ever created in her business, in her online content marketing business, and now for her tourism consulting business. So if you have ever thought, I have to only stick with one way, one method, one system, one framework, one offer, And while I 100% believe in focus, I also wanted to be able to share this really candid conversation that Linda and I had about all the variety of offers that she has ever created in her business because I hope that it inspires you to keep going in your journey that if you have not yet found the thing that lights you up, it could be all of the things that are just helping you to refine, to clarify, and to help more people as you go, that there is no one way to build your business. And I hope today you're going to be able to understand and see a little bit more about how that actually works for somebody like Linda, like yourself in real life. So who the heck is Linda? Well, Dr. Linda Eno is a former college professor, now tourism consultant and marketing strategist. As a passionate of cross-cultural understanding. Her purpose is to make travel more accessible and enjoyable for families, specifically to the African continent. As a marketer, she helps busy women entrepreneurs with simple content strategies that allow them to create engaging social media content that converts. She's a wife and mom of four little kids, ages seven and under, and she's obsessed with tea, travel, and planning. Linda has a couple of amazing resources for you as well. So connect with her on facebook.com forward slash Linda Lilo Eno, and her links will be down in the show notes for you. She has two free resources that I want you to grab as well. How to turn one simple Facebook post into 32 plus pieces of content 
You can go and grab that at tinyurl.com slash 1232video. And again, links will be below in the show notes for you. And her second amazing gift and resource is her free 365-day content calendar to grow, engage, and convert your audience every single day. You can grab that at bit.ly forward slash 365-day content calendar. I can't wait for you to listen in. Be sure to tag us over on the Instagrams with your key takeaways and what you loved most, which offer resonated the most for you from this episode. Take it away. Welcome back, Linda. I can't wait to dive into today's conversation. It's going to be juicy. Guys, you're going to want to grab your papers and your pens because (laughs) Linda and I actually had to remember where we left things off because we covered so many things in part one. So if you are listening to this episode first, go back and listen to part one because I think it will set the stage and set the tone for why this conversation is going to be so impactful for you. And yes, we're going to pull the curtains and talk about the things that, you know, on social media, we only ever hear the glamorized, like, ha, look at me, look at my uh, success and look at all the fancy stuff that I got going on, the amazing clients. And yes, we're going to still talk about that because I think it's important to celebrate success all along the way but we this is real down dirty in the nitty-gritty of what it's like to truly be an entrepreneur when you have different people that you want to serve when you have different offers that you want to create when you have different price points that you feel led and called to and different interests that may not even be inside of your existing business so if that sounds like you which uh i think that's most of us right um, multi-passionate, uh, super, super smart. Let's face it, right? You're, you're creative, you're talented, you're capable, and you're interested in more than just one thing in your life or in your business. So how do you marry these things and give yourself permission to learn, to test, to tweak as you go and to just have fun, right? Cause I mean, we left the J-O-B behind, which we're not here to make a J-A-I-L out of our business to replace that. We want this to be our dream business. We want this to be part of our dream life. We want this to be part of who we were created and called to be and how we are going to show up in the world. So I can't wait to dive in, Linda. Welcome back. Thank you. Excited to be back. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because I think we just kind of started to talk about the tip of the iceberg with some of the things that we touched on in part one. So mm-hmm. we have worked together for a quite some time, right? Like yep. in the online space, it's almost like dog yeah. years, right? Like you're a dog. <laughs> I say this as my dog is like running underneath my, my table here that, you know, one year in the online entrepreneurial space can feel like multiple, so if you're still here sister friend uh and you have made it beyond a year two years three years like just give yourself a pat on the back because i think sometimes we don't give ourselves enough credit so as we reflect back and look in the rearview mirror linda like walk us 
back through what was the first offer that you ever attempted to put out? And it doesn't necessarily even have to be one that that we worked on, because I know obviously you were uh, in your business and, and trying to put things out well before we started working together. So walk us back in the journey of Linda and your business. Um, what was the very first offer? When did you know that you had kind of achieved success? Yeah. Okay. So it was a long, um, not a straight road for sure. Not a straight road. And if you're thinking, if you're wondering if you, if I've tried something, chances are I have. Chances are I have tried to offer that kind of offer. So if you remember the last time we spoke, I shared that my first offer, or I will say my first chapter of my of my business was as a quote unquote travel coach. So I wanted to help moms to travel with ease with babies. There's, you know, at least more ease with babies. And I don't think I really crossed, reached the path of actually putting an offer, paid offer out there because when I was doing the market research, I was getting, basically there was no demand for what I was offering. So I wanted to offer some kind of one-on-one coaching with those moms, just like a, you know, consultations, just like, a, the way I was seeing it was like uh, people who do wardrobe consultations, like telling you what to pack and stuff like that. So that's how I was envisioning it. And there was no off, there was no demand for it. So I was like, okay, that I'm going to switch. So I, then I was like, okay, let me do something else that I feel comfortable with that I really like. And I was always really good with goal, goal setting and planning and things like that. So goal setting was the next chapter of my business. And that's when I put together my first offer which I believe was a course actually I did it like I just created a course and I asked if people wanted it and I got two people to buy it and I was super excited oh my gosh I was like oh my gosh mama made it like (laughs) I said I'm gonna become a millionaire because people are buying this thing and the funny thing is that you know as much as people say you know you have to start with um, you know, you have to build it with your audience. Don't create it, the whole thing and then sell it, like get the audience to tell you if they want it. And I think I just put it out there and then hope that people would buy it and, and two people bought it. And the thing is that other people bought it afterwards because I kind of automated that offer, but that was my first offer. It was a course on goal setting. I still have that offer out there. People can buy it if they want. It's on my website and all of that. So that was my first And then after that, what I did, like most people, when they get into the coaching industry was put together a one-on-one package for three months. The funny thing is that I hated it. I hated it. I I did because, I mean, I was new in the industry, right? So I'm going to do what everybody does. That's the thing you have to do, one-on-one coaching. I cannot stand it, but it took me over a year to understand that I don't have to do the things that I don't want to do over a year, I never, mm, hold on, I'm not going to say I never sold, I sold a spot, I think either six months, maybe six months later, like it took me at least six months to sell a spot, one-on-one coaching, three months, one-on-one coaching, and it was, it wasn't even a good fit, it wasn't even a good fit with me and the lady, so we, uh, we, in a very friendly way, decided to stop after a month, right, um, I also had, I also had a one-on-one four-week with another lady, but it was with the goal setting thing. 
So that was fun. And I don't think I ever offered my one-on-one three months ever again. That was the only one and only. Now, was the three-month one-on-one also for, for goal setting at that time? No, it was for content planning. Okay. Because I, because somewhere in this vicinity, you and I yes. started to work together, right? Yes. And I can't remember if it was for your goal setting course, if that was like the first thing that you started to create, or if it was shortly thereafter. It was after. It was after. Because, yes, it was after. We hadn't started uh, working together because I remember exactly when I made the switch to from goal setting to uh, content planning because I was in a mastermind and I was sharing with the ladies that, okay, this is my content calendar for all everything goal setting because I'm talking about goal setting, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, oh my gosh, how do you do this whole calendar thing? And I'm like, this little thing, man, I just bought a board on Walmart and just traced like calendar. It was, it was such a messy thing. I would, I would write my, cause I still write my words my uh, day of the week in French. That's something yeah. that never left me. And so it was messy. I had like scribbles from my kids on it, on the sides and things like that. And I was like, this old thing, that's just how I put together my content. And they're like, oh, show me how to do that. I want to do that. And everybody was like, I want to do this. I'm like, okay, I'll just do a special training about it. And they love it. So I'm like, okay, huh. There might be something interesting here to, to look at. And I think that's when you and I started working together. Yeah. yeah. Um, and digging deeper into that, okay, what kind of offer do I put together yeah. when it comes to content planning? Because I remember when the very first program that you joined me in was Create Your Irresistible Offer. Now, I don't yeah. remember which offer that you created. I can't remember if it was the, the course um, or if it was your full package. Because I remember you saying like, oh my gosh, it's so simple. It's so simple to have people <laughs> pay me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Like I just, I created something, I did what I wanted and people just said, yes. Yeah. And at the end of the day, when you were really struggling because you were selling an offer that on paper, right. I mean, I've sold it. I've had clients that have sold it. I've had, we know people that have sold it. Right. Like you had shared that three-month container, that three-month yeah. one-on-one package. I've talked about it a lot on this podcast as well, that when you're first starting out, it can be, generally speaking, easier to sell because yeah. it's one person as opposed to hundreds of people that you might need to sell to make the same amount of money. And yeah. you can impact them in such a, a deeper way. For me Absolutely. as an introvert, and I know you're an introvert as well, it can feel less overwhelming. Yeah. But I love what you had shared because like this is a meandering road that we sometimes get on as entrepreneurs that when we don't understand the principles of how we're created, right? Like how we naturally are preferring to do certain things. And we apply that on top of a business principle, which is in this particular scenario, you need an offer to sell, right? Yeah. Like you, <laughs> if you don't have anything to sell and if you're not making offers, people aren't going to buy. But if there's incongruency between how you want to sell and what you want to sell, it doesn't matter if you have an offer, it's not going to sell. And I love the fact that, number one, you identified you got somebody to buy, right? Mm -hmm. We still can make money 
we still can make money even selling stuff that we're not passionate about, that we're not particularly interested in, and that doesn't seem like overly exciting, right? Business sometimes can be boring and make multiple millions of dollars, right? If you just look at some of these industries like insurance, like banking, like some of it's really Mm -hmm. boring, y'all. Garbage, (laughs) right? Disposal. I say this because we're in the midst of a home project. And so we've had to hire or rent dump, like dump bins. Wow. Somebody's making a lot of money, right? Just renting dump bins. So when we think about our offers and our opportunities to help people and also make money while we're doing it, it doesn't have to be cookie cutter. Like, so I love the fact that you played around with it, right? So we just heard you say, I tried the three month. Uh, she wasn't a good fit and you gave yourself permission. Cause I think sometimes people are so scared. Oh my gosh, they paid me money. Like, what am I going to do? Like, what am I going to, how do I get rid of this person? Or how do I let go energetically and, and logistically? Yeah. And what do I do with this money? Like maybe I've spent all the money, which thankfully you hadn't, right? right so right. you were very prudent uh, and good steward over what you had been given because, so here's a sidebar. If you're listening right now, and the minute somebody pays you, you use all the money to pay your bills. Do not do that because it is not earned money yet. It is not earned. You have a debt <laughs> yeah. against that money. So if you have to complete the service. Exactly, right? So if it's a $3,000 package for three months, technically it's what, and again, depends on your refund policy, but if somebody was to take you to a court of law, it could be very much argued, right? That the services weren't quite rendered. If you don't have a contract in place, if your contract's not very good because you just wrote it by yourself instead of getting a lawyer, like do not scrimp on some of these things that we need as business owners in order to do our business properly. Accounting and legal are two of the areas that you really want to have on lockdown. So yeah. I love the fact that you were responsible, that you felt misaligned, and that you gave yourself permission to say, I don't know what's next yet, but I'm going to let go of this for right now. And that means I need to say goodbye to a client that has already paid me. And, you, <laughs> right? and then immediately you went into action mode and said, okay, let me do a four week container instead, something shorter, which was a clue because we were starting to get closer and closer to a preference that you had that you hadn't identified for yourself or given yourself permission, I should say, because, yes. you know, you, you, I know that for a lot of us, we feel like, well, why recreate something if somebody's already created it? Right. And I say that a lot of times, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, the creation of the thing is, you know, you can work with somebody one-on-one yeah. to create high leverage, high impact and high income. But the way that you create that container can look very, very different, right? It doesn't have to be a three-month thing. So tell us a little bit more, because now we have, you've tried a three-month, not a fit. You've tried a four-week, and you're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And so at this point now, you're like, okay, I'm all in with content and content planning. I am going to evolve from this goal-setting opportunity, because while it was interesting and people were um, biting this other piece, you're like, oh, I do, I just do this. So tell yes. us a little bit more about how that conversation at that mastermind now evolved into the next 
the next phase. It, it's so funny and scary at the same time because I was trying to, I, was, I wasn't sure if it was for real that people really wanted it because to me, it like you say, it just comes easy to me and it's fun to do. It's not like, oh, it's business. Like, I mean, even today, literally I have my summer content here and, and my pants. That's what I'm doing today for fun, but it's business. And, and people like that stuff. And I'm like, okay, sure. And, and, and so for me, I had to give myself permission to take another route because most people, again, like you go into a new industry and you follow the rule, the norm, right? And then to detach yourself from the norm, it takes courage, but you also have to know what you want to do instead. So what you don't want, but okay, so what do you want? And that took a lot of time. It took a lot of trying because I was like, okay, I don't want to do anything more than four weeks. That's for sure. So, okay. So is it four weeks with one person? Is it four weeks with a group? And so I played around with both ideas. And one thing that's probably like one of my favorite offers was my one day workshop. And I think I started, yeah. So I started with a four week program and I was like for a group program. And I was like, uh, that might be a little too long still. And I'm like, would I dare do something for just one day? What? And will people pay me for that? And so I was like, okay, let's try it. And that has been yeah. my favorite, most popular offer yet. Yeah. Well, I, so here's the thing. Um, tell us a little bit more about the fears that went through your mind, right? Because I think sometimes we feel like more time equals more money. Mm -hmm. So was that your experience? Because I had to challenge you on how you created this container and how you created this offer. Uh, because so. it was, you know, it wasn't as straightforward as, okay, do I dare? And yeah, I'm going to just go ahead and do it. There was a, <laughs> there was a struggle was. here. Yeah, there was, there was a struggle because on our calls, I was telling you, okay, I'm going to do the three months one-on-one -on -one thing. And then you're like, are you getting people on the phone? And I'm like, no. And you're like, so why not? And I'm like, I don't want to. Like, why are you putting out these offers? And, and, and so, yes, I'm okay. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do this thing. And putting it out there was tough, but I had to realize that, okay, it's not just about what other people want, but also what I enjoy. I like fast and quick and fast. Mm -hmm. I like intensive. I like to go to uh, a workshop, learn and implement the same day. I like that. I don't need to, to wait for three months to, to work one-on-one -on -one with somebody to learn something. I mean, it depends on the thing, but, but I had to give myself permission to look at, okay, more than likely, I wanted to attract people who are like me. So if they want it fast, quick, short and sweet, then I have to, I have to propose something that is short and sweet as well. And that's exactly what happened. And I put it out there, I said, okay, this is gonna be a workshop. It's hands-on, it's we get it done by the end of the three hours together as a group, you will have your next 30 days. I think I started with 30 days, 30 days of content all planned. And in my head, I was like, oh my gosh, are people gonna buy it, baby? Are people gonna be like, oh my gosh, all that money for just three hours with her? And, and I was like, I mean, you were like, <laughs> just try it, try it, okay? Yeah. And well, you, wanted to, you wanted to charge less because it was mm. just one. You said, mm -hmm. Susan, it's not even a whole day. It's just a few hours. And I said, yeah. but 
is the outcome the same? Like it's the result in the transformation because just like yeah. you, I mean, as a busy mom of four, if you could get, and cause you, you know, while you don't target moms in particular, your story, just like my story, I mean, it, it resonates with your audience. And so they tend to be busy professional moms. Yep. And as a result, you know, trying to arrange or finagle childcare or meal prep or anything yeah. like that, right. Yep. To show up on an ongoing basis, kids get sick, they get sick, something happens. And you're just like, okay, we had to reschedule. We had to reschedule. And it's, exactly. it's one and done. It's one and done. It's so much easier to just go to a partner, a spouse, your parents, whoever, a girlfriend yeah. even, right? Just hire a babysitter and say, okay, mom's offline for three yeah. or four hours. And when I'm done, like I can come back and be fully present for this part of my life because I've taken yeah. care of this other area of my life, which is a priority. And they've prioritized that with their time. So yeah, being able to right. say, what's the value of that, Right. And to challenge and to break through the belief that I have to give more, I have to be more mm. like in terms of just like uh, energetically and just overselling and doing all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. And we didn't do any of that. It yeah. actually was super simple, uh, really pared down, nitty gritty. And, you know, the way that you've sold that has been some of your most lighthearted, the most fun, the most engaging just your true authentic self coming through and your price point has not had to be impacted at all for that four week, you know, group program now being done in this intensive format. In fact, I think you raised your prices on that and yeah. rightly so, because the impact that you're giving to your clients is huge, right? Instead yeah. of like wondering, oh my gosh, I have to be visible. I have to be on social media. I have to send out an email. I have to do blah, 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 blah. Cause I'm mm -hmm. trying to launch or I'm in the process of getting ready to launch, but how do I actually control the narrative and how I show up and what I'm going to post and how do I connect and do all those kinds of things in yes. order to help my clients get ready to buy from me. And having that plan has given your clients so much freedom. So now yeah. you found an offer that you love yeah. that you still sell to this day right now. Mm -hmm. Right. So tell us a little bit because you've tried other things as well. So what else, what happened next? And what, oh, yes. was, what was like the, the spark or the inspiration? Yeah. So, and you're right. Like I changed the price point. So I wanted to be a little safe. So I started, I think it was $97 the first time. And then I increased it to 297 and then it ended up being $500. And I had more people at 500 than I had at 97 and it, wait <laughs> in case you missed that I had more clients at 500 than I did at yeah. 97 which is something that I've told you before <laughs> yeah you're right, right Susan <laughs> well, here's what I want everybody to just sit with right now in case you're like oh you're talking to me this is exactly what I've been thinking about, toying with, wrestling with. Pricing is one of the seven P's of marketing, right? And so, yes, you're on a sales podcast. Like you're listening to me about sales, but sales and marketing, especially if you run the show for your business, need to be interrelated and very well connected. And so 
if you don't account for your price point to match the person that you want to serve and more importantly, the outcome, the promise of what it is that you're providing because it solves a real world problem, right? These are all things that I, I work with my clients really closely on. We talk about like, I'm sure I have free content somewhere about the three P's. Mm. Who's your perfect person? What's your problem? And what's the promise? And when you get those nailed down, then the price is a byproduct of how well you solve a problem for that perfect person. And so I love the fact that, and you, you know, even you and I have talked about the 500 is a safe number for right yeah. now. Right? <laughs> I mean, right. I want, I want you to think right now, like three months worth of content all planned out. You have to still execute, but I mean, I know if you're listening right now, you're not afraid of doing the work. You sometimes just get stuck because you're not sure what to do. And that's really where, you know, you have been able to do that for your clients. That's what I do for my clients. And I love the fact that $500, which I think initially you wanted to charge that amount, but you were scared. Oh, yeah. I was terrified. Oh, will somebody pay that? I mean, I'm because at the time you were trying these different offers and you really felt like, my audience won't pay more, Susan. They need more time if they want to pay more. Yeah. And yet you were having all of these fears and doubts. We were having different data that came in that actually said, no, I don't think that's actually a fact. That's a belief. That's a story exactly. that's an interpretation. But it's, is that the true facts of what your people are telling you with their hard-earned dollars? Or are you not yeah. even giving them an opportunity to pay you more? Because exactly. the only way that you think that you can charge more is in a more one-on-one -on -one sort of environment. And right. so we've blown through that. And so if you're listening right now and you don't want to do one-on-ones, now I'm going to backtrack a little. If you've never served a client one-on-one -on -one and you're trying to create courses to help them, if you don't have experience working with somebody to know what's actually going to work, that is not the path. But if you've helped other people, whether it's in a job, volunteer work, uh, informally, great friends and family that we help all the time, yeah. that's a different story. You can bypass and you don't have to have somebody pay you one-on-one -on -one in order to create curriculum, content, courses, programs that will sell. You can charge more for those programs without having to charge the big money for a one-on-one -on -one sort of support environment. Absolutely. You could charge whatever you want. Um, but that is a function of your confidence, your competence, and how well the price reflects the value of the transformation for the people that you are trying to help, right? Yeah, so. I like that you say confidence and competence because the competence was there. Like I knew what I was, I knew you knew your the, stuff. the end product. I was like, I can, I can give you the results at the end of the three hours. You're going to get in one day what you can get in three months guaranteed right but then it was the confidence part because like you said other people i i didn't have evidence and i had i think false beliefs that because i was seeing out there that people were doing three months three months three months i was like i can't come in and say oh i'm gonna give you a morning nah nobody's gonna nobody's gonna buy that because everybody's doing three months and they're gonna think i'm ripping them off or something mm -hmm. and it just took one just trying one time and the first round to go in and people to buy it and to get the results and get the testimonials and, and all of that to boost my confidence because I started this whole thing 
with very low confidence. I was like, okay, I'm going to try, but I don't know. So I'm going to put it at $97 and see if anybody buys. But, you know, the evidence shows that has boosted the confidence to actually say, okay, yeah, this is a price and this is how long it takes. And I don't have to add anything before or after. Like, I was like, Susan, maybe I should give them like a three months follow up. <laughs> She's like, nope, <laughs> that's it. Done. Done. Yeah. Well, and I love the fact that, so I'm going to ask you a question. How many people bought at the lower price levels uh, in order to help you feel competent or confident because you already mm-hmm. had the confidence, right? And so, yeah. because I think sometimes people think, oh, well, you sold, you know, hundreds or thousands of, of people into the lower price before you even raised your prices. So what happened for you? I think it was two or three, the first round, not more. Listen. That's it. <laughs> That's a mic drop moment right there. Okay. So validation. If you have one person there and that person is somebody that you actually want to work with, that you know that, wow, they've got results, that should give you enough momentum that you can immediately start to make traction, especially if your story right now that you're listening is very similar to what Linda has gone through. And I've shared, I think I've shared on this podcast where I started the opposite. Like I really really like supporting clients one-on-one. I don't do a ton of it anymore, just given where I am in my life. But when I first started my business, I wanted a bespoke consulting coaching business because it wasn't supposed to be a full-time gig. <laughs> okay, it was just oops, <laughs> uh, Disneyland, right? Did my Disneyland trips. So for me, that's what I wanted to support clients with. But even then, I didn't believe that somebody would pay me like, are they going to pay me that amount? Yeah. So, and that's literally how high my voice was when I tried to see the price <laughs> and I tried to discount it by half. And, and I was giving my time, I was giving my energy, I was giving my resources, I was giving, 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 giving. Mm. And when I told my husband and he said, is it even worth it for you to do it for that price? Like three months at that price? Like really? And I said, yeah. well, I'm doing half the amount of calls. And he's like, yeah, but you, like, it's not even about the amount of time that you're taking. It's about like what you're able to do. Mm-hmm. Will they get the results if they don't talk to you as, as frequently or they don't get as much support? And I said, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Right. And so we all struggle with this area. And the minute that we get one, yes, two, yes, three, yes, it's like, that's all it takes. So don't feel like well, I have to get five, 10, 100, 200, 500 before I can justify raising my prices and get enough social proof. No, this is all about you, right? And I love the fact that you had said, I have competence, I lack the confidence. I would say that you didn't present yourself as an unconfident person. So sometimes it is that little unshakiness that we have inside, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That, that yeah. like, getting ready to do things or say our prices or you know present our offers or even tell people show up on a live stream whatever it is that we're doing that we go oh and there's that 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 stop of am I doing the right thing yeah are they gonna like me 
Yeah. Are they going to accept this? Is someone going to complain? Is some is someone going to oh, like yeah. share, right? Is somebody going to say, you're ripping me off? Right. Here's what I know. There's always somebody with an opinion, whether they publicize it or not. Everybody has an opinion. Absolutely. It is none of our responsibility what somebody else thinks of you. Mm-hmm. The only person that truly matters, and I say that even to my clients, is you. You're the only one. You wake up with yourself. You go to sleep with yourself. You're with yourself all day long. That's right. <laughs> I'm not with you. Even your partner is not with you 24-7, right? Even mm-hmm. for our kids, we're not there 24-7. So you have to be okay with, with what your decisions are and to be able to wake up and be like, I'm okay with this. And to give yourself the space and the grace to say, huh, I don't know if that's really quite what I want, but at least to go. And I love the fact that you did that and that you yeah. didn't wait. You didn't wait. I, Cause I think sometimes we're like, I'm going to wait. Well, what are you waiting for? Right. <laughs> yeah. That's right now. Cause I feel like somebody might be like, Oh, this is your sign. If you are yes. waiting for any sign at all, it is the time is now and raise your prices, charge what you want, do what you do. Know that you are giving somebody a hand up, right? Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a hand out. When Absolutely. we have more, we can be more and do more. And I love the fact that you were able to quickly elevate and now have hit a comfortable price point that may yeah. change down the road, again, depending yeah. on what you feel like is aligned to you. So yeah. what happened next? What happened next is that I wanted to find another way to like to bring another offer because the way I was selling my workshop was through a live launch. I would do a five-day challenge, which I absolutely love, but I couldn't do that every month, right? So I was starting to do them every quarter. And so I was like, okay, well, in between, what can I offer that would be a good price point that I'm comfortable with and that would... uh, not be like a three months of my time or things like that. So I remember we had a conversation about VIP days and, and I've always been fascinated with VIP days, but I never had the courage to say, okay, I can do VIP days because it's like, oh my gosh. Yes. One day, one person, <laughs> 10 times the price of the workshop and it's done in one day. Who's going to yeah. pay for that? <laughs> and you get to travel. I, rem- I remember this conversation because yeah. we had the the blessing and the privilege of being able to do this in person yeah. um, in Houston while I was at an event. And while you couldn't come to the event, uh, you were able to graciously come and meet me at the airport right before my flight had to take off. It yeah. was, we were sweating buckets. <laughs> we're sweating buckets outside. Summer in Houston. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right? Be prepared guys, if you're going to go. But it was, we didn't have a long time. We, yeah. we had a small window of time. And I remember that you kind of poured your heart out and said, Susan, like, I have this idea. I kind of feel like it's a little crazy. Is it even possible? And, but you were so excited, just the same as you are now. And I yeah. remember that sensation of this is it. This is it. Because it got to bring in your love for travel. It got yes. that like super intense burst of energy and focus with the right client. So you could really yeah. could create an experience for them, which yeah. 
I know that you really were excited about trying because while the workshop you loved doing, it was very, it was different, right? It was yeah, different. yeah. And this was your ability to just pour into somebody and to kind of dissect what they've already done with their content, what they yeah. what worked, what didn't work, right? To analyze that and then to put on your thinking caps to really come up with a, a plan that took into account what they had already done. That's right. So that yeah. But it wasn't just planning, it was also like most of the work was by and large ready to go. Like yeah. they, they could go and schedule some of it, a little bit of writing, but most yeah. of it were established business owners that already had content, but it just wasn't strategic and it wasn't planned and it wasn't thoughtful. Not that they didn't give it thought, but it, it was a little haphazard, right? Right, so right, right. Tell us a little bit more about like how quickly did you move from ideation? Because literally we were sitting outside on in the sweltering heat on a bench drinking our <laughs> iced, iced juices outside trying not to melt <laughs> so you had that idea yeah what happened as we were having that conversation and then how quickly did you take action yeah I, I mean for me I didn't know how it was going to look like I just knew that it was uh, to me it was like how exciting it would be to do what I do but with somebody that I like mm-hmm. you know and we get to meet we do, do in person I get to fly over there or they get to come to Houston and we spend a day to like intensively work on this planning content thing. That's just like the dream. That's like, oh my gosh, I get to do that. It's awesome. And so after our talk, I think, I mean, within the week, I just put it together. I put it together and I show you for feedback and you're like, go for it. And I did put it out there. I did put it out there and I had an event the following month in September in New York, I had an event and I met, so 100% strangers. They didn't know me before. I didn't know them before. We didn't follow each other on social media or anything like that. We were just at that event. And from, it was a women's business event, right? And by the end of that event, they said, hey, I want to do, I want you to help me to do this content plan thing. Whatever it takes, what are your offers? Let me know follow-up email after the event, boom, I'm back in New York for a VIP day, boom, I'm going to Iowa for a VIP day. Just like uh, within a month after you and I discussed this, this dream that I had, which I was too afraid to even share out there because I was like, is that even possible that somebody would pay me $5,000 to put content on the calendar? And it was, it was just, So it was so rewarding, so rewarding because it's like, like at the big, like years before that, I was doing things because other people were doing it. Right. But now I got to do what I wanted to do the way I wanted to do it. And it was, it was extremely rewarding. Extremely. And really that's, that's why we do what we do. Right. Like that's why I do what I do to help um, ambitious women powerful women like you that are multi-passionate that are super capable that are ambitious and driven and you know high achieving because when you are more capable (laughs) you can do more it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to do everything under the sun and I love the fact that you didn't necessarily do 
a lot of different things. That's not the point of our conversation today. It's really about helping you understand that wherever you are in your journey, you are exactly where you need to be. And I think sometimes there's a lot of um, shaming, right? There's a lot of guilt and shame that if you don't follow the program, there's something wrong with you. And that if you don't get results, there's something wrong with you. And I will say that because I have a, I have a little bit of a tough love sort of approach sometimes, I will say. Because <laughs> I'm there. I on the love. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm, I'm very straightforward and it, yeah. it can come across as a little bit curt. I, I recognize this. It's something that I actively work on. But my intention, my heart is always to help you transform, to help you see beyond your here and now yeah. so that you can cast a vision to your future. And there are things where I can see you're stuck, right? And it's really to come on, you got to get out of this hole. Yes, yes. But at the same time, it's a journey and it's an evolution. And I think the more that we give ourselves permission to be our true authentic self, and I know that sounds very cliche, but for <laughs> me, what it means is exactly what you said. I get to do what I love, not what Susan tells me to do, not what mm. Sally tells me to do, not what my mom or my husband tells me to do, or even what my kids say, mama, can you do this? No, yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Right. And I think that when we put those boundaries in place, which sales is all about leadership. If you have not listened to that episode, we'll link it down in the show notes for you below, because yes, it's about serving, but at the same time, you are not a doormat. You are not here to just sell whatever your audience wants. If you don't have a desire or a passion for it, if it's not even something that you can think that you would spend time on, why yeah. create it, right? And I think sometimes we, we chase after the low-hanging fruit or the easy money and we get stuck. Yeah. There are so many people that I've seen that get completely stuck and then they have to rebrand, pivot, uh, change. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing because it's part of evolution, mm -hmm. but I would encourage you right now, if you are tr trapped, right? Like, I don't know what other word to use it. Cause I feel like a lot of times when I'm having conversations with folks that that's the impression that I get, like, that's the energy that I feel. That's the emotion that comes across that you feel like there's no other way out. And so you're just going to keep doing what you're going to keep doing. And if you left your nine to five because you were sick and tired of people telling you what to do, and yet here we are, and you're stuck in a moment where maybe you told yourself what to do, you convinced yourself that you can do this, like you want to do this, come on, this is the way to make money. And it's not the way that you want to make money, right? Mm. And I just love the fact that you stopped the very early stages of your business, when so many people would have said, well, I don't know, I don't know enough. So I'm just going to keep doing what they tell me to do. And yet you knew enough about your own awareness, right? Awareness of self that you said, this isn't, this just isn't working right. Right. Yeah. And then you had the courage to be able to speak up and say, I need to try something differently. And that when there was something that caught your attention, right? Because sometimes we're going around in business and we're like, oh, can I do that too? Oh, but I could sell that. <laughs> yeah. And I know that you have also had some fears where you go, oh, but I can't teach that. Like somebody else is teaching that. And I've right. had this too, right? Where, and I've shared very openly with all my clients that 
there have been times where the thing that I'm teaching, while it's the same subject matter, it's a different approach. And there may yeah. be similarities. Absolutely. Right. Cause like, yeah. I mean, there's things that, that you have learned from me that I have learned from you just in helping you um, around content. Right. I mean, let's face it as a business owner, we all use content, yeah. but the way that you show up and the way that you attract your clients, even if you use exactly the same frameworks, it doesn't matter because it's you. And that's why your clients want to work with you and they're going to pay you. And I think too often we get stuck in this whole mentality of it's really scarcity. And we, yeah. we teach and preach and we talk a lot about what abundance, oh, I'm really abundant. I'm heart-centered. Like there's more mm-hmm. for everybody. And then we deal with these real life fears of, can I do that too? Like, right. would somebody pay me for that? But do I know enough? Does some, you know, somebody else is teaching that and they're the guru on this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> People don't want the gurus necessarily. They want yeah. you. And I love that you moved. So here's what I heard. You had an idea and you were inspired. You took action right away. You put it up, you formed the offer. And that even though nobody took a bite on it yet, you still had faith and you still kept up the momentum of taking action, taking action, showing up, promoting it, talking about it. And by the time, and I actually think it was less than a month, even because it was like, the end of August when you and I yes. talked and then September was when That's your event right. was. So even though calendar wise, it feels spacious <laughs> energetically, it was actually very fast. It was. Yeah. And immediately I remember you said to me, Susan, these, like, these were people I did. They, they don't even know me. I didn't even have to build a relationship. Like they just said, they just said, yes, they said, yes. Yeah. <laughs> He said, did you have a sales call? And you said, no. No, those sales calls needed. I mean, the thing that I was dreading so much, like the whole sales call thing. And it's just funny how it happened and how, I mean, I love that offer so much. I want, I so wanted to help them. And, and they were like, I mean, I met them at the event and the vibe was great. I was like, of course I'll help you. And so it was, it happened in such a natural flowy way that the whole experience made it like, then I was, I was like, almost like hitting myself, like, why didn't I do that sooner? But I had to learn, I had to go through that process of, okay, trusting myself and, and see, taking action, of course, and see it uh, come to pass. Absolutely. Right. And I think this is where I want everybody, if you're listening right now, I want you to know there's nothing wrong with you, right? There's nothing wrong with you. When you don't see results, but you're still taking action, there may not be anything wrong. Now, this is where mentorship and support is so important because when you're working with somebody who is an expert, they can challenge your beliefs. They can challenge, are you actually doing what you're supposed to be doing? Or are you just saying that you're doing it and and you're kind of half doing it, right? Because there's a fear or a story or a, a false belief And that intention comes through. And so I can give you, I mean, gosh, we're hundred plus episodes here. There's a lot of content. Even if you just executed on, you would get results. Yes. I know that, right? Because I I know what my results and my tracking history is like. (laughs) And at the end of the day, if you 
still have something inside of you that feels like, well, I'm missing something or, I, you know, if they're, they're going to call me out, I'm going to be found out, the imposter syndrome, whatever it is, then it's going to be hard for you to be your full self. And I love that you were in an environment that allowed you to be open, that allowed you to know that, hey, we're all learning, but I'm an expert at what I do. And I'm really good at this. And it comes easily for me. And that from that space, you were able to apply the frameworks that were already inside of you, right? Because I think this is where sometimes we feel like when we're learning, y'all, I have a script, learn the script. But at the same time, don't be so pedantic that when you go off script, that you Mm -hmm. don't know what to do. The whole reason why we, I use principles and frameworks and scripts and, and think structures, right? We're going to go a little woo the masculine Mm -hmm. side of things, right? Is so that it gives you safety and it gives you certainty and it gives you like a falling back. Oh, okay. Like if if I feel like a little, uh, Mm -hmm. let me just see what I can do and what has worked. And then you need to apply some common sense, that feminine side to say, can I just go with the flow? Like, yeah, you need to be able to connect with people. And that's why listening, understanding, responding appropriately is so important because if you follow a script and you actually miss the mark on, but what did they just say? Right. And this is where, like, if you had followed that and said, oh, wait, okay, we're not there yet. Like, I'm not ready to make the offer because Susan said, I, 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 I got to get this part first. And it's like, no, if somebody says, can you just take my money? Take the money. Yeah, exactly. Right. Cause their desire has come up and said, I'm not exactly sure what it is that you have, but I know that I need it. Yeah. And if you've ever had that moment and you're backtracking and going, wait, 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 let me justify what I'm about to charge you. Mm. You don't need to do that. Right. Yeah. And I think sometimes we, we feel like we have to, and it becomes a worthiness issue, a deservedness issue, a, sometimes a competence, but usually it's a confidence issue mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. how you're going to justify taking somebody's money. And here's yeah. what I know. You don't need to take anything. If somebody's making an offer, just like you make an offer, when you make an offer, that person has to be able to receive it. When somebody says to you, I want to give you money because I want to work with you. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to receive that gift too, right? That's a blessing to be able to give to somebody and then to be able to receive what they're going to give back to you. So that's where that give and receive come in. Mm -hmm. And yes, Sometimes you have to take and seize that opportunity, but you already did because you took action and you continue to take action. So I love the fact that you continue to have that offer. Now it's had to be modified because, Mm -hmm. you know, not being able to travel and restrictions and whatnot. So (laughs) how many more offers did you do after this one, Linda? Two more. Um, two more uh my membership and my retreats yes okay uh so, so because yeah so the, the membership happened because of the whole pandemic thing and we're talking about okay the payment season and what is it something that you could easily offer that will make you you still love and all that so i'm like because one thing that i've always loved is that i think a lot of my not i think i know a lot of my clients are repeat clients Mm-hmm. And we've become friends, right? And so I wanted to f- find a way 
to still have that, to offer that support. Because even though they go and, and work with other people and things like that, they can always come back to me and we can have a conversation about, okay, their content and things like that. And I wanted the membership to be that, that container where I'm there. If you need me, I'm there. It's not heavy on content, not heavy on teaching, but it's more of a support system. And for me, it was also a way to feel supported online with fellow, you know, like-minded women and also to support them. So the, the membership was that and the retreat to Morocco, which was also kind of like the VIP day was like a dream. Like, can I make it happen? Is it, are people gonna go to Morocco with me to plan content? And they yes. did, they did, right? And that was another highlight of my whole journey so far is being able to go home because Morocco is home for me. I was born and raised in Morocco. And I hadn't been for, I think it was nine years and I wanted to go back. And for me to bring some ladies that, that, ladies that I really like, that I get along with, that I really uh, respect and all that, and to share that experience with them was a fantastic um, experience. And like, it, was, it was really great. Well, and you're in the midst of planning your next one. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. So at, the, at the time of this recording, depending on... Uh, and we'll put all the link, the links below so that you can you know check out Linda if that's on your vision board your dream because um, she does them regularly right yeah because it fits into your overall vision and so I love the fact that you were able to do again guys are you <laughs> sensing a theme right it's like you follow your your heart and your passion but it's also I think sometimes we only think about offers in what will sell what will make money right and will this make me a million dollars overnight sort of idea. And while I'm all for sales and money, right? I want everybody that I work with to be millionaires, multimillionaires, because I know the kind of difference that having a lot of money and consistent cash can make Mm -hmm. in your life. It gives you so many different choices, gives you so many different options. At the time of this recording, the whole market has just like gone topsy-turvy upside down. Mm -hmm. I might do a whole episode on this at another time. Um, that's my background. I was in finance for almost 20 years and not just any old like number crunching, but Mm -hmm. working with clients to help them manage their personal and their business portfolios, their finances, their day-to-day banking needs, the nitty gritty of like what it means to have nothing in your paycheck account to like billions of dollars with tons of commas that makes you kind of go, how much, what, 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 what is that? Right. Um, that was my reality for almost two decades. And so when we think about you being able to do exactly what it is that you want to do, you can make money pretty much doing anything that you want. But do you want to choose being miserable while you're having to sell something that you have no desire to sell? Or would you rather at least try mm-hmm. what it is that, you, that you're inspired by? Give yourself the gift of let me just see if I can help at least one person, two people. And when you find something that you really are inspired by, that you take hold of that, right? That you keep it and you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I love the fact that you were able to say, here's a period of time where I'm, I'm grounded. Like literally I, I'm, I can't leave 
planet earth <laughs> right <laughs> like i can't travel uh for a lot of different reasons that's a conscious choice that was made and there were some rules around how safe it was for you to yeah. do some of the things that you wanted to do in the past that you really loved and you got a lot of joy and fulfillment out of those, those offers mm -hmm. so how could you fill the gap so that you stayed connected and let's face it you were still making income yeah but doing it in a way that it didn't feel heavy or burdensome or completely misaligned and so you looked for opportunities where it made sense and then you put things on the back burner, like your Moroccan re retreat and said, mm -hmm. we're on a hiatus until it's yeah. safe for us to bring this back in. And as soon as it was safe to do so, you started to promote because you have a long lead time mm -hmm. with all the logistics and things of that nature. And in between, you know, you also go and you speak. And so while that isn't a, an <laughs> offer per se, I mention this because I know that you might be listening right now and going, I, because I was speaking for a long time, a long period of time um, until the pandemic hit. And mm -hmm. even now I've been asked to go and attend speaking engagements and I have declined because mm -hmm. that is a boundary that I have created that at this point, I'm not willing to let go of. Right. And I'm publicly going to say the first time that I get on a plane again will be with my family and it yeah. will be going to someplace where we get to sit on a beach and <laughs> look at the ocean where we can put our toes in and not have them fall off <laughs> yes. I live by the beach but it ain't that kind mm -hmm. so that is my goal right yes. and could I travel right now sure I could yeah. but it's not aligned to where I am right mm -hmm. but you have been speaking uh I think you just came back from two family yes right? I'm going uh yeah I just came back two weeks ago and I'm going in two days so I came back from LA speaking there and I'm going to uh, another one one of my favorite uh, event the women in travel yes uh, summit in two days and uh, it's it's fun again it combines the things that I love travel and and talking about content so it's it's fabulous I just love it I love it right so <laughs> I love all <laughs> Keep going on and on. I, I do want to briefly mention because you, while we were, so through this whole journey, we have been working together in various capacities, um, probably the longest inside of sales mastery society, I would say, because I yes. mean, I've, I've had that kind of container the longest yeah. and then more recently inside of accelerator, which we discussed in a bit more detail in part one. So go back oh, and listen yes. to part one. Yeah. Um, during the accelerator though, right? One of the, the specific intentions or purposes that you had wanted to come into that um, particular growth opportunity working with me more intensely was in order to launch your tourism consulting business. Yes. And so you actually have an offer inside of that one as well. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, if you're multi-purpose, multi-passionate <laughs> person, I, I'm, I'm here for you because uh, you would think it's random, the things that I love, but no, I guarantee you it's not, it's not random. Right. And I hope that you listen right now. You can, you can sense a thread as we've, we've talked about these things. And I thought it was really important. And I, I love that you have been so open and transparent with us, Linda, because again, I think there's too many people that 
will only show you the highlight reel and they don't show you like what it takes to get there. And as well, I'm sure that there's a lot of your audience that may be thinking like, how does she do it? Like, how does she, how does she make all these things? And I know for me, um, I've had clients that asked, like, how do you do it, Susan? Like, how do you make up these offers? Like, these are great offers. Well, I just, I lead with what I want to buy, right? And I think this is where when you lead with that intention and you saw an opportunity in that market in tourism consulting, you combined again, an area of opportunity with an area of passion and desire and curiosity. And before we, I think even before we officially opened Accelerator, you already had somebody asking for your services. So you already sold that too. Yes, yes. And it's, 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 um, you know, this is where faith comes in. And because, um, you know, as strategic and type A as I am, there are things that go beyond the planning and the calendars and all yes. that. I have to acknowledge that, that there are things that I cannot, that I don't have control on and it's all God. So it, it took, it took me, and it, that was last year in 2021, because that part of, of the tourism consulting thing, uh, I mean, that's what my PhD is in. Yes. And yep. It's in tourism sciences. So I study tourist behavior and understanding why they go visit certain places, mostly places that have that are um, related to atrocities like war memorials, slavery, plantations, and things like that. So I'm really into war documentaries. <laughs> and so I've always had a passion for that. This is the work that I've done. But then I went into content marketing and I was like, ah, that part about the tourism, I mean, I love it. How can I put it in? Okay, I'll put it to the side because the content is is working well. And it was just knocking at the door, knocking at the door. I wasn't answering the door last year. uh, I sat down with my husband and, you know, kind of strategized the whole, uh, how are we going to combine this? It's going to be 50-50, it's going to be 60-40. And discussing it with you as well and realizing that there was that part of me that was not happy, to be honest in spite of everything that looks perfect (laughs) or good I would say well and because at this point every single one of your offers was now making money like yeah in the the history of us working together every single offer that you have put out has had at least one person say yes and you just kept going and going and going and so you haven't really had any fails as far as your content marketing business absolutely absolutely I could I could put out an offer that was low price, high price, and people would buy it. And, but at the same time, I was always, I always had that in the back of my mind. And I I mean, this sounds a little, (laughs) not negative, but I was like, I was like, if I were to die today, I don't want to die today because I knew there was something that I hadn't done yet. Yeah. And for the longest, that's how I felt, but I just pushed it aside. And the day was the day of my birthday. Uh, last year, um, I got some messages from people telling me how uh, they appreciate the things that I've done. I was like, what? What have I done? Because I always had that missing piece. And people were like, oh, yeah. And on the day of my birthday, I just I just broke down. And I was like, man, I am content. I have done the things that I was supposed to do. If I get to do the tourism thing is cherry on top, because that would be awesome. 
but what I've done, I'm really content, God. I'm content. If I were to go tomorrow, I'll be fine. Yes. And the following week, I got that email. <laughs> I got that email about the dream client telling me they want my services. I'm like, what? Who? Me? And it was just like, gosh, yeah. all right, let's do this thing. I love it. Well, and I, I, you know, I find it very interesting because I had um, thought to launch Accelerator in the fall, mm. right? And it, for whatever reason, it just, the timing didn't quite line up. And so it got pushed back until January. Yeah. Um, so months later, right? And you and I had had initial conversations that, yeah, okay, Susan, like, I, I don't know if I can do this one, but I definitely will do the next one. Yes. And I thought, why are you going to wait? Why are you going to wait? <laughs> all of this because we'd had been having some conversations around this call and this poll to go back into tourism and specifically around consulting and there was fear there was like this Absolutely. well do I let go of this one how do I manage both you know doing all these things um and we were still very much in the thralls of uncertainty with what was going on globally with yeah. the health issues that we still are you know managing and I think at the time so it was when you had made the commitment because I remember you going okay I'm in yeah. I'm in and then I think it was then you got you got this you're like I, I really need your help now, Susan, because I, got a, I think I got a client. And I said, yeah. and, and while I would love to say it was all me, this, it's not all me because yeah. I'm just a, a messenger, a conduit, you know, a, a byproduct of the amount of faith that I have and the synergies that are created when you say yes to yourself and when you're asked yeah. to elevate and, and to rise up. And I just love because I know we talk a lot about strategy on this particular show, right? I'm very left-brained, but I also am very right-brained. It doesn't always come out when I'm speaking or teaching, but it does when I'm working directly with my clients, which yes. they get the benefit from. And yep. that's what yep. Linda's talking about is that this energetic, intuitive, God-driven, like faith. And this is not about religion. This is about just opening up to opportunities like this. When you put out an actual, genuine, heart-filled intention of what do I really want to do? And is this even possible? And saying, yes, I'm open to the possibility and I, I desire this. Yeah. And it's okay to have everything that I already want. And it's okay to actually still want more. Yes. Right? To, yeah. have, to have more, to be more, to do more. And I'm not talking about like overworking yourself. I'm talking about taking up more space. I'm talking about being more you. I'm talking about doing the thing that you keep pushing aside that you know you are meant to do or that would give you so much satisfaction, fulfillment, just energy, like that pep in your step, right? Like when you get up and you're like, oh my God, I can't wait. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. And I, I say to clients all the time, business should be boring. <laughs> business should be boring. However, your energetic like footprint or how you envision your business should not be boring. Right. The systems, the strategy, the execution, your team, like communication, that should all be boring. 
Yes. No drama yes. required. <laughs> <laughs> so that that way you can use your energy for the things that matter the most, for your creativity, yes. for your ability to serve your clients, for your ability to lead yourself and those that are following you. And because of that, you set the intention and you said, yes, you made the commitment and then boom, here's an opportunity. And it was with a dream client. So all of that time, because I know sometimes people are like, oh my gosh, I wasted all this time. No, none of that time was wasted. You actually created this pathway of success so that as you got clearer and clearer and you're having these conversations with self, with God, with your husband to say, how do we desire this to actually look that when it showed up, well, didn't it look pretty much exactly how you guys discussed and planned? Yeah. Well, yeah, I tell you, it's, 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 it's crazy because it was something that I remember it was in August. I was on, on vacation with my family on the beach and I was like, oh, I'm going to, I actually left my family on the beach, drove back to the hotel to send an email. And then I didn't hear back from her for a long time. And I was like, man, this is never going to happen. And then few days after I said, you know what, happening or not, I'm content. I'm happy. And it was like, hey, we need you. Yes. I love it. Right. And so brand new industry. I mean, obviously you have a background in it, but um, completely different, different market, yeah. different, different, different audience. Yeah. Completely different. So, so if you're listening right now and you're thinking, Oh, so easy for her. She just like Mm -mm. gave a different offer to the thing. No, this is tourism consulting for, um, Oh, what's the word consulates. Yes. 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 Actually it's for mm agency and governmental departments in countries that are not here. And, you know, for the most part, although Linda and I, we both serve a global audience, most of our folks are American, right? So, you know, to kind of localize within the global economy, you're specifically targeting people. Foreign who are entities. Totally <laughs> <Yeah>. different country. <laughs> yeah. Who are not on Facebook every day, all day, who don't check their emails all day, every day. No. Yeah, <laughs> and, and they don't even have a uh, high-speed internet, right? Like, no, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so all the things that as an online entrepreneur, you and I kind of take for granted and it's like re- a regular common language, we've mm-hmm. had to like slow down and adapt to the pace yeah. of change that this new audience, this target market for this particular business line really wants you to address and to speak yeah. in a way that makes sense. And I'm so excited because you love it. And it's, it's an opportunity that you, I think you thought at the beginning of your business, like your online mm-hmm. business that you thought this is just not going to happen. Like, no, yeah. because remember where we started, right. We're coming full circle. When you started, yes. you were like, I'm, I'm a travel blogger and I'm going to be a travel coach for mommy. <laughs> and, wah, wah, nobody wants it. Nobody wants I'm it. not going to sell. And I know that at, at some point you thought, I can't sell the travel part. Yeah. Right. Like nobody wants this part. And as you started to unwind that and started incorporating travel opportunities inside of the offers that you created, yeah. you got more joy and fulfillment and satisfaction. You could kind of see 
behind the curtain a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. That little peak. And as that now has been widened up with this whole new opportunity with consulting, Linda still has both. In fact, yeah. she has another one, which we pro- we won't have time to talk about today, <laughs> selling products, yeah. uh, different products. And so here's what I want you to take away from today. Because this is probably one you're going li- to need to listen to a couple of times because it was so much good information, mm-hmm. right? And to see how does this apply to me? What are some of the lessons that Linda learned that I can also learn from? What are some of the strategies that she tried that I want to try? What are some of the offers? Because maybe it was just an offer and you're like, oh, I want to try that offer. Great. Like there's so much that you can actually unpack from this episode alone. Like this was a whole masterclass and we could break it down. And, and maybe if there's enough interest, I can, I can go through and say, okay, here's some of the strategic pieces of why this worked, why this worked, why this worked. Um, if that's helpful, you know, send me a message over on at Instagram or on the podcast page, just leave a, leave a little message voicemail thing there. Being able to support you and being able to um, see you continue to execute, right? Whether it's inside of Sales Mastery Society, inside of Accelerate, inside of really any of the, the programs that we work together in. When you make the commitment and you take responsibility for your actions that you really and truly have owned your zone in terms of saying, I know what I don't like. And I also know what I do like, and I'm not going to let my fears, my doubts, my uncertainty, my lack of knowledge, my lack of confidence, like I'm going to let that go. And I'm just going to go for it. And if anything, that has been something that I have appreciated so much about you, Linda, is that your positivity and always looking at things for the good. I know that you're a human being. You obviously have fear. You obviously have doubts. You obviously are struggling with the things that we all struggle with, Mm -hmm. plus four children and, you know, more (laughs) and more things that get added to your plate because you do really love being busy with the things that you're interested in, right? That multi-passionate drive, but that you always are number one, probably the first person to say, okay, I'm struggling here. Like I really need help. And I think I'm just, I'm not sure what I need, but I know that I need something. And I think for me, and if you're listening right now, if you're working with a coach or a mentor, just being able to say that allows that person to start helping and giving, because if we don't hear from you, we, we can't help. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where you take responsibility, show up on every call, even when you don't, you're not sure what you need to ask. And you say, I, I don't have a question, but <laughs> <laughs> I know how those calls go. <laughs> right? I don't have a question, but, and that allows you to just share what's coming up. Hmm. And to be open and authentic and, and really vulnerable. And I think that is where the growth, the biggest growth has really happened in you consistently hmm. showing up for yourself, the offers and making money and continue to grow your community and having this now second secondary business is amazing. Those are all beautiful, wonderful things. But I think for me as your coach and mentor, the biggest blessing that I've been um, grateful to be part of is just to observe your growth as you've gone through and 
it's also being able to see you. I don't know this is a business topic, but I mean, we both have kids. I love the fact that you are being the best mom to your kids by showing them through an example of a role model that it's okay to not have things figured out and that, you know, we're going to figure it out together and it's okay to ask for help. And life is sometimes messy and sometimes we're going to cry or we're going to get angry and we're going to celebrate. And it's all of that packaged together and you're still going to show up. And because of that, you get to be your Linda is you. And regardless of your business, your kids get to benefit from that. And I think to me, that is the most beautiful gift. Um, I know it has nothing to do with business per se, but it has everything to do with why I do what I do and who I do life with. And I'm just so grateful that you I said yes to come back on and share all (laughs) of of this. (laughs) I hope it was helpful for you guys listening. Linda, again, share with us. We'll put all the links so you can connect with Linda below. Um, Repeat for us your gift. And where can people find out a little bit more about you in case they want one of these offers that you have mentioned? (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. My happy place is my Facebook group. So content creation made easy. Just type it on Facebook. You'll find it. Uh, one of the gifts that I have is my 365-day content calendar. So you have an idea for every day of the year to grow your audience, engage your audience, and convert your audience. So if you don't know what to talk about, I make that easy for you. Amazing. Yeah. And if you want my help, whether it's in Sales Mastery Society, go to salesmasterysociety.com or apply for Accelerator. Uh, when we open the doors next, you'll be the first to know. Links will be in the show notes below for you as well. And if there is anything else that I can help you with, please feel free to send me a message, even if it's just something that I can direct you to on the podcast or a resource that we might have. I have tons of free content to help you no matter where you are in your business. There is no reason in today's day and age for you to remain stuck for too long. Uh, Let's get you moving along so that you can take action and helping more people. Thank you so much, Linda. And we will talk to you very soon. Thank you. Oh my goodness, such an amazing episode. I hope it inspires you that no matter where you are in your journey, that you can sell however you desire, that there is no such thing as failure, that there is only experimentation. There is only curiosity. There is only being led to do the things that you feel called to that can help serve yourself in your business and your uh, dream clients. So I hope that you were able to be inspired by Linda's story and her journey, by the different types of offers that she has tried, by her ability to be courageous and tenacious in going after and following her heart, her instinct, her intuition, and ultimately her dream to live a lifestyle and a business that is predicated upon freedom, upon flexibility, and being able to be an inspiration to not only her dream clients, but also ultimately to her family, to her children, and to leave a legacy of just going after her dreams and her desires. So if you would like some help in doing this, come on over. I think we'll have links below uh, for the different ways that I might be able to help you. Go and check them out if I can help. 
please feel free to go ahead and either apply for Accelerator or come and join us inside of Sales Mastery Society. If you want to stay connected to Linda, again, go and check her out on Facebook at Linda Lilo Eno, and we will put the links down below for you. And be sure to grab one of her two amazing free resources or both. Why the heck not? The... Um, how to turn one simple Facebook post into 32 plus pieces of content. You can go and download that at tinyurl.com forward slash 1232 video or her free 365 day content calendar to grow, engage, and convert your audience every single day. And you can grab that at bit.ly forward slash 365 day content calendar. Again, I can't thank you enough for coming on this journey and allowing Linda and I to share a little bit of a private conversation that we were having to dissect and dive into each one of her sales strategies and offers that she has created since starting her online business that has now also spilled over into her very successful brand new travel tourism consulting business. With that, I hope that you have an amazing day. Um, be sure to tag us over on Instagram with your key takeaways. And if you have any questions for me, be sure to come and visit the podcast page and leave me a message and I will give you a shout out or answer your question on our very next podcast episode. Thanks so much. And we will talk to you again soon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time.